You are listening to Under the Orange Tree, a podcast by Lady O with FP. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? It's going okay. Yeah. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. It's Sunday. We are Sunday, March 21st, right? 21st yes the 21st and it is currently 11 degrees outside that's 53 fahrenheit that's for you fahrenheit people getting warmer (laughs) it is getting warmer and it's really strange because this month it was snowing last year well maybe not snowing but it was so cold we're Spring now. We are Le printemps. Le printemps. It's, it's true. Le printemps un. Le printemps. Le printemps. Parce qu'il y a deux printemps. <laughs> okay. It's uh, a French, okay. a Quebec song. Yes. Fun there. Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's really nice out today. We um, we didn't we went out yesterday, but we went out on our balcony today with the kitties with Basil and Lola. Yeah. Basil is, we're going to, um, we are going to help her become an adventure cat because we think that she, she, she is interested she in. She yearns for it inside. Yeah, she's interested in being outside, but not like, excuse me, not like she wants to run away or something. No. She doesn't like dart out the door and like, oh my God, she's really interested in what's happening outside. But also she's. She's not like Lola is easily scared, mm-hmm. and she she stays kind of scared of things like yeah. she like that. But Basil mm-hmm. is not easily scared, and no. when she gets scared of something, she comes back. She's and like she's checking it out. Let's investigate. investigate. Yeah. So we're getting her. We got her har- a couple of harnesses to try, and we're gonna look up um, sort of adventure cat best practices because. If you're listening and you're interested in doing something like this, you're like, oh, I'm trying to turn my cat into an adventure cat. There really is a process. You can't just like throw the harness on them and take them out. You're not going to have a good time. Yeah, you're not going to, they're not going to have a good time. You're not going to have a good time. And you're really running the risk of um, something bad happening. Like they escape and they get lost or whatever. So there really is a little bit of a process in terms of, um, like getting them ready for adventure catting. So yeah, can you imagine if you uh, grew up, you would never go outside, and then suddenly someone would put some weird thing on you and, yeah. and bring you outside and be like, "Let's okay, go outside." Let's go, and you're like, "What you the hell?" Like so yeah, freaked out. Um, so yeah, so we are currently turning her into an adventure cat, and uh, yeah, we took her and Lola out on the balcony this afternoon. And um, Basil was just like, Felix has been holding on to her for the most part. I haven't really been the one holding her, but he put her down on the um, the the ground, the yeah, the, the, the balcony. balcony, and because uh, she really was like, it's sun. There's sun here. It's warm. She started like r- rubbing herself all over, like doing little flips and stuff. Instantly. Instantly, and it's something that Daisy used to do. Um, when I lived in North Carolina and I would let her out on the balcony with me on our deck and she would just do exactly what Basil did. She never took off running or anything like that. She just rolled around and was like super interested in, you know, 
just being just being a cat outside enjoying the enjoying life so we're gonna do that we're also thinking about building a catio so we're excited about that and um, we're also looking into figuring out how to make our balcony safe for the kitties yeah because we're on the second level. we are on the second level and and metal yeah like bars or something yeah Yeah, i didn't know how to describe it other than that but yeah i i don't know and then we have their stairs and they're like metal and pokey and it's weird and just i don't want them i want them to be safe out there like obviously none of this is happening without our supervision because you never want to just let your cat out yeah side without supervising and yeah anyway but yeah that's what's been up with us and uh gosh i'm just tired today i'm a little bit tired today i've been tired for a couple of weeks now yeah i haven't been sleeping very well this past week i don't know well okay so i've been working out y'all know i've been working out but um this last week i actually kind of stopped a little bit i started taking a little break because i've just been so tired every day and I think that it's making me more tired since I've not been working out. Mm. I've been, been sleeping well at night. Yeah. And that is the literal worst and thing it's, for it's me. It's uh, not helping me sleep It's not either. helping you. It's not helping anyone. So I'm going to be starting back up again tomorrow. So yeah. we'll be back, gonna do back on it. All, all it's right. going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because I'm just like feeling like, ugh. Mm. So, lesson learned, work out every day. Well, not every day. Take a break. Take take rest days. Those are important yes, for your muscles definitely. to recover and do their thing. Also for your, your, your mind. Yeah. Like yeah. You need some, some days that you're, you feel like you're free to do something else. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. That's, that's true. That's very true. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah. So this week we did something really fun. What did we do? What did we do? Oh, uh, we went to uh, change your license, Mm -hmm. your driving license. Yeah. Finally. I'm officially, well, not officially, but one less thing of the U.S. in my wallet these days. Yeah, they took it. They did. They did. They took my, they took my wallet or my wallet. (laughs) I I hope not. (laughs) That's oh all with uh, too many things. <laughs> so we're going to uh, take your wallet and keep it for uh, reasons. Yeah, you'll get one in the next four to five days. Yeah. No, they took my they took my ID. So if you've ever moved in the U.S. and you move to a new state, you do not have to. I have to do this, but, you know, you always have to go and get a new license for the state that you're going to be driving in. It's just what's... You just have to do that. Um, unless you're, I don't know, unless you like are living there part-time. I, I know there's rules and stuff. You don't necessarily Maybe need Maybe international license. No, for the States. No, but you can get an international Oh, well, yeah, international I could. I license. could if I wanted to, but because I'm not I guess doing that. you probably keep it. Yeah, I'm imagining so. Anyway, but in the States, when you move to a new state and you're there longer than six months, you ha- at that point, you have to get a license for that state. I think that's how it works. Anyway, you never have to automatically cancel your license and not... You mean you never have to manually? You manually. You said you never have to do it automatically. Yeah. That means you always have to do it. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, you have to, you know, call in. You don't have to call and cancel your license in the state that you moved from. That automatically happens, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Mm. But, yeah, so I... Um, oh, I was going to say not every state makes you, like, give back your license. Um, I think New York is a state that does it because I remember when I moved from North Carolina to New yes, York and I got my New York driver's license, I actually had to give back my North Carolina license. They wouldn't let me keep it. And I was really bummed about that because I... You know, I never moved that far away from home, and it was kind of like a piece of me, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was really sad. <laughs> but um, I think Arizona. I don't think I had to give up my New York license when I moved to Arizona. I think I just cut it up, mm. threw it away. So it's out there in a landfill somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Sadly, um, but yeah. So that's what I did um, this week. And uh, you don't have the card yet. You just have a little piece of paper. But yes. Still, I do have a little piece of paper. That like we came back and I was like. This has like, happened. It didn't feel as official, but mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, it's very official. A little bit more of uh, the things here done. Mm -hmm. And on the way to actually finishing the things with the car. Yeah, yeah. But I feel good about it. I I'm feeling... I feel good about it versus like, you know, when I moved from North Carolina to New York and I felt sad, but I, um, I don't know. You go in and you experience everything in another language. That's, that's the one thing like about moving to another country that, well, <laughs> I'm going to, I was going to say another country that speaks another language, but Quebec is just a province in another country that speaks another language. So it's kind of like a different level there, but same level, different level. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But anyway, like it's, you know, you move to a different country and they're speaking a whole different language and you have to experience the same things that you would experience in the country you came from, but in a different language. Mm. And in a slightly different way, too. Yeah, slightly different way as well. And so that was really... That's just interesting because I've never been to... I haven't yet had... At this point, I hadn't been to the Quebec version of the DMV, the, the Department what of Motor Vehicles. What did you think of, of it? Was it a, a big difference? Like, we, we I, went pretty quick in the place. Yeah, but... yeah. No, it actually went a lot faster than... Um, than what I'm used to yeah, personally. I've, what I've, everything I've heard about the DMV in the US is like it's just negative, yes. it's like awful. Yes. I don't think that people have the same experience here with the, the equivalent. Yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know if that ever happens. But yeah. I did not find it to be this awful place where people are like looking like they want to just, I don't know not ever come back to work and like go off and get a boat and sail around the world <laughs> like in the u.s the dmvs y'all know what's up you go in and well you might not know what's up but i'm gonna tell you <laughs> you go in and everyone just looks like they hate their life they hate being there they're not very nice they're not no one's like hey how's it going how are you today no one is like that it's like you know all right let's get this done. That was me putting my hands awesome. on my legs, but as if it was a desk or something like there's no, like, it's like, how can I help you? 
Okay, perfect. Let me get you my, let me, blah, 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 whatever it is that you're there for. There's not anything like that. Or what am I saying? There's, it wasn't like that no. Um, when we went. It was, it was, they didn't, I don't know if they were like, Sava, you know, how are you doing? Like, I don't a, remember a if anyone. Bit, I, think. I said, okay. The but, person that uh, guided us was very nice. Yes, she was very nice. And even the lady at the entrance. Yeah. Like, so, I wanted to, you wanted me to come with you. And she was like, uh, like, do you have to, do, uh, does she need, like, talking about you, does she yeah. need you, you to help? And I was like, yeah. And yeah. there was no, like, uh, hesitation. Like, she was like, all right. Like, yeah. sure. And uh, I'll say, though, I did notice the sign uh, in the back saying uh, no verbal violence will be tolerated. Like, I, I imagine there's probably yes. some times that it's not a great experience there. But yeah, it, I feel like in the U.S. it's something that everyone talks about. Yeah. But not, not here. Well, yeah, because, you know, I think when you go in the DMV, you're automatically like you automatically have this sort of guard up. You know, like you're ready to fight. Like you go in and you're ready to have a bad experience. I think that's kind of <laughs> where the expectation is for the DMV. It's like you're you're there you're at the bottom. Excuse me. So I think everyone going in there automatically just has this sort of like, I don't know. They're like, Poof, I'm ready. I'm here. I got my armor on. <laughs> Let's freaking do this. Yeah. And and it doesn't help that the people all look miserable to begin with anyway. So when you're feeling miserable and you're looking miserable, how do you think you're going to be as a customer service agent? You're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure that, you know, there are people who it's frustrating. And then you stand in line for like, the at least at the Arizona DMV that I've been to, the one in Chandler, um... Um, you go in and there's a line that you stand in. You don't necessarily sit down and wait for anyone unless you're taking the test. Excuse me one second. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, sorry about that. So yeah, you go, you go in and you wait in a line with, and, and then you, first you, you get up to the, this person that's like, what are you here for? So the same thing as at the um, SIAQ here. There was someone that asks you what you're doing. Like, obviously, we had an appointment because, you know, COVID times. But um, in general, they just ask, hey, what are you here for today? <laughs> what are you in for? <laughs> and so you tell them and you're like, you know, oh, I'm here to change my name on my license or I'm here to renew my registration, blah, blah, blah. And they say, okay, go in um, this line. And they have, like, numbered lines. And you just stand in line. So, yeah, you can imagine people ready to fight when they get in there. They're standing in line for literally, like, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the day. If it's a really busy day, you're, you're waiting almost an hour in the line. And then by the time you get up to the person, they're tired. You're pissed off because the lady you were thinking you were going to go to just put her sign up saying she's going to lunch. And it's just like this experience that is not always a positive experience. Even remember my grandma? Yeah. <sighs> God rest her soul, you know, when she went to the DMV to exchange her, not exchange her license, but update, renew her license. Yep. How about that experience about how it was so awful and the person was so rude to her even. So, yeah, you have things like that. But I my, feel like here I've never had an awful experience with government yeah. like workers. It's like I think there's more than just 
the the place maybe i think it's also a question of uh, culture mm -hmm. i think so like uh sure you're a newcomer so you don't necessarily go to the same pipelines as other people right. for your things here and uh, like when you went to exchange your permit it's a it was a different section of course yeah yeah but i feel like even then you probably can like confirm what i'm saying that mm -hmm. people have been nice yeah everyone has been so nice like every everything we went to do for for you yeah no problem uh, no problem at all and um yeah even when we went in the building and the lady got my name and we're like yeah we have a you know a rendezvous we have a um appointment appointment thank mm -hmm. you <laughs> i was thinking like reunion for some reason anyway um and then she we're walking and then she turns around and just like i don't know we're like oh do you speak french like in french she asked you know vous français? and i'm like oui <laughs> yes mm -hmm. i speak french like i'm not talking in english with anyone here mm -hmm. i refuse <laughs> but um Yeah, and then the lady at the desk when we were doing the things, like, she was so patient with me because there was a couple times I was like, comma? Like, I don't understand. Can you repeat? <laughs> and she, you know, did a really good job at repeating and not just automatically talking in English with me like a lot of people would do in those circun circumstances sometimes. Um, and then, you know, of course, if I needed your help, I literally... Like yeah. he was standing over to my I, left. I, I would did, like look up at him. Need much of my. Own. It was more, um, I think, confirmation. <laughs> like, one, is this right? At one point, you didn't uh, understand what she said, and I, uh, I was like, "That's that's what she's saying." Like, I think your uh, if you wanted the, your email, oh, like your Coriel. mail sent by mail It, or the. I gotta mail. say, the word Coriel for me is still something I'm working on. Right. In French, Coriel is email or courrier courrier that's the thing courrier is mail courriel is email it's too much too much email mail email mail there's the e one letter yeah but okay fair enough but whatever it was all around a great experience i was totally fine with leaving behind my license because she gave me back all the stuff except for it and I knew that she had to keep it, but I wanted to make sure that that is how the process goes because I noticed she didn't give it back to me. So I asked I to be sure, like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. That and she's like, no, 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 I'm yeah. keeping it like in a way, you know, kind of like mm, we get to keep it I'm like, okay. But I, <laughs> the thing that I'm still very much getting used to out in a formal setting like that is, uh, what we call vouvoyer. It's basically being f uh, formal with someone you don't know. Yeah. And I accidentally did the tutoyer, which is yeah. when you do two, two esque blah, 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 not vous avez blah, 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 vous esque blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know how to explain that for non-French well, It's non -French like you people. have two, uh, two words <laughs> familiar for you. For you. Familiar. One is two, it's formal. Oui. And the other one is vous. But both mean you. Yeah. But in a different yeah uh, level context yeah. situation. Yeah. So, oops, sorry about it. But I'm more conscious about it when I'm doing it. So, mm. <laughs> anyway, but I equate that to being in school, and everyone at school is I'm too, 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 too. Est-ce que tu voudrais blah blah blah? It's like est-ce que tu veux aller avec moi? Ja 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 ja. N'importe quel. May, uh, yeah, so it's it's like <laughs> I'm just used to that. Anyway, it's, it's all fine. good. Like I said, it's 
safer to, in my opinion, to use to instead of who. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're using to to someone that would, in a situation that would uh, warrant a who, mm-hmm. you're going to get, like, it's going to be clear. The person is going to be like, like you're, you're not being respectful yeah. or you're not being, uh, you're being too casual, too close. Yeah. But the other way, if you're vouvoying, the person may not say anything, but may perceive you as being distant. Okay. So yeah. by using two, if you mess up, you'll know. Yes. If you use vu and it's not the right time, you <laughs> won't know and it may make things awkward later. Yeah. I just, it's, it's so, f- yeah, it's so fascinating to me that whole aspect of being formal and informal it, with very someone. Interesting. Because in English, Yes, we have the formalities like Mrs., Mr., Doctor. Um, you know, we call people by their titles if they have a title, things like that. Like, you know, our teachers, Mrs., last name, you know, or Mrs., first name, depending on if you're in elementary or high school. Um, and then, like, if you meet someone on the street random and they're, or like at the grocery store and you're ta- asking a question, do you have do you have any more apples? I really needed these apples, blah, blah, blah. There's not like a formal, it's just you're being extra polite. That's really it. You're just being extra nice. You don't need that in a language. But remember what I said that when I told you about it, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, it's a tool. It's a thing you can use to, yeah. to shape the conversation and to an extent, uh, for an extent, the relation, with, like the, to build rapport. Mm-hmm. It's like you can you can insist on one in the conversation mm-hmm. to like there could be a little fight of of to and vu to. I just think that's so interesting. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the interesting part for to me. To set the link mm-hmm. between the t- like to mm-hmm. the tone of the conversation. Right, right, yeah. That's what that's what I find the most interesting about it is that you can use it. Yeah. In a way very purposefully very much like no i'm driving it the conversation yeah, this way just, or the other you have to use this in this situation and you have to to use that in that situation mm-hmm. it's it's something that you can work with to get the conversation in the, the way that way you, you, want. you want yeah oh, so interesting to me mm-hmm. but yeah in english it's not we don't really have that you just are f- more polite or you're <laughs> I mean you're polite with everyone you want to be nice with everyone but like with your friends you're not going to be like you know it's, hello how are you like you were your direct, boss direct yeah. language English yeah very short and factual like sure yeah. you can write very beautiful things in English uh-huh. but the language is more suited for being direct. direct i wonder if it's more because i'm just right now in this moment thinking like the difference between how i would act around my friends versus how i would act around someone i'm just meeting for the first time i think we also do it and naturally i think in in french too I, but i think more so maybe in english we're doing it more with our body language we're more hold we hold ourselves a little bit better we're presenting ourselves in a in a way i'm not saying that in french we're not doing this, but I think that there's more in French. Like you can clearly say "comment allez-vous" versus "comment ça va, ça va." You know, "tu vas bien, vas-tu, comment vas-tu?" Like 
like there's a less like you know it's i think body language transcends language anyway i think i think every language uses body language to communicate a formal situation and informal situation but i think in english that i just thinking i i think that's more like from any experience i've ever had being in a place where i'm just meeting someone the first time you know, you're very, you're asking things in a, in a polite way. You're, like the context of what you're the, saying. Yeah, the way you're forming the questions. It's like, hey, like if I'm asking my friends, like, hey, you want some water? Hey, you want some water? Versus like, would you like some water? You know, exactly, it's like yeah. using these specific, you know, words and, and yeah. Mm. Like, and can I get you something? Be, can I get you some water? Before <laughs> we move to another subject, I have some uh, interesting things thing to add uh, for you and that okay um there is also the, the some use of the vr to like signify respect or like mm-hmm. talking to older people right and uh, i don't know if you noticed but uh, my dad when he talks to uh, his wife's parents, parents yeah he, he uses the vu Oh, no, I never noticed. He, but I like, think, I don't think it's because I was oblivious. I think it's just because I, you know, my French learning. Yeah. And also, we haven't been around them very often yeah. this past year or the last. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of an old-fashioned thing. Okay. And uh, it depends on, like, I, I would say that if your parents were speaking French, uh-huh. they would probably want me to use the vous. It's like... Yeah. From, from what I, I do you get think from so? I'm do you pr- think my mom so, would though? Because I'm like no, maybe no, more, my mom, more, your dad. more my dad. Yeah. <laughs> your mama. My mom would be like, "Tu peux But tu peux I I don't like to vouer person people that way. I like to to use the two. You know me. I like to be on the same level with anyone I meet. Yeah. And the. It's uh, something that I've thought about, like, I don't have to do this. That's nice. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. You're just like, what's up or whatever. Or for hi. example, you, you used the two with my parents. Yes. Which is 100% fine. But if you could see if they were a little bit more uh, like... Uh, but then, but it's, I don't... It's, it's hard to describe. But the thing is, is I don't get... And I think that... I think that if I were going to vouvoyer them, them, I would have known, like I would have gotten the vibe yeah, from them yeah, totally. Yeah. And I didn't, I never got the vibe from them. Even when I first met your dad, when that w- day we went and met up with him on his lunch break in the park across well, the street. Like I said, it's, it's old fashioned. Yes. Well, yes, but I'm just saying like, if your dad would have been less um relax with me and less kind of like fun seeming in that moment when i first met him i probably would have been like as i started learning more french and realizing i don't okay, think right now you would have done it uh, back then you would have done it but right now maybe you would have picked up on it yeah for sure and then your mom gosh she would have been like no you're yeah, gonna use the two with me, me. <laughs> Stop voying me. I'm not yeah. that old. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. But yeah. yeah, I well yeah, I think like in English we use ma'am. Okay, ma'am, yes ma'am, yes sir. Yeah. As a you know, kind of like here, we oui, madame, we oui, monsieur, merci monsieur, merci madame. Like I did the Uber driver the other day, I was like, Merci monsieur. Like just wanna say like merci. Yeah. Like super formal. I'm working on it. 
<laughs> it's definitely an interesting thing of French, too, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's all fun. I love French. I really do enjoy the language. And as you know, I've been wanting to learn Russian. But then like, the past couple of days, I've been like, maybe I should learn Italian. Because my grandmother, she, did the gene- she was doing genealogy. And every document is like... For the most part, in I, I Italian. I don't know. I was about to say it that way. Italian. Uh, and, so it's uh, closer to French. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that because I, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, like, realizing, you know, the other day when I was reading that little excerpt of the book in, um, on Amazon, I was like, I know what this says, even though I don't know what this word is exactly. Mm-hmm. I can tell what this says just yeah, based so off of. Yeah. Which I'm so happy because remember that day we <laughs> we were looking up what percentage of what languages most resemble the French language. Like, lexically. Lexi- yeah. And Italian was the closest one. I was like, okay, let's do a, let's do a test. I'm going to put some Italian on and you tell me if you can understand without looking at this because it had subtitles in English. And, um, and you totally were like. Oh, they're talking about the kitchen. They're I talking. And I, I was like, understand everything. But no, no, no. But yeah, you could pick up on things. That's what I'm saying. Like when I was reading that thing, I couldn't understand everything, but I could pick up on a couple of things, and I was yeah. like, feeling super special. And I learned <laughs> some uh, some. I, I learned Spanish in uh, high school. Yeah. But I've never learned any Italian. Mm-hmm. It's like just from being able to notice the yeah. resemblances. Mm-hmm. Let's just learn Italian together. And instead of Japanese. And then mm-hmm. we can speak Italian and French. We can speak Italian What's when we don't. What's the difference between Italian and French? It's basically the same. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That way, when we're out and about, we can just speak Italian when we don't want people to know what we're saying. We switch every word. <laughs> and we can be sneaky. <laughs> Each word we change. The that was one thing I really enjoyed about being in the U.S. When we would be someplace. But I didn't know enough French at that point to like have a real conversation mm-hmm. with you in French at the grocery store when I really wanted to say how I felt about something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's that. But yeah. I did use it when we went to North Carolina. Definitely. I felt good. Mm-hmm. But I also was kind of scared because I was afraid that someone was going to be like, we speak English here. And then I could be like popping off on my English language. Like, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't even know what to take about next. This next topic I had thought about. Okay, let me backstory here. In the mornings when I'm up by myself and I'm getting ready, I feel like when I wake up in the morning, that's when I have my truest thoughts, my truest sort of like grievances about the world or like not not necessarily just grievances, but like when I have something to say, like my brain feels very ready to like discuss things. Mm. I don't know how to describe it, but some mornings I wake up and I'm like, I'm just talking to myself in my head and being like, this and that and the other and blah 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 like i don't know maybe my brain is just like loading (laughs) and on (laughs) conversation engage (laughs) in the morning and i think about just the random stuff and this is this next topic i wrote down because i thought about it it was just something i was thinking about um and it's regarding twitch and original music and if I thought, I asked myself this question, 
Have I answered myself? No, I didn't. <laughs> is there a place? Is there truly a place for original music on Twitch? And I'm not talking about um, like your streams where it's covers and original music. I'm talking about full on original music. Not from established artists. N- not Probably. from yeah, not from an established artist, not from like Coldplay or I don't know, whatever. Not even like Monty, for example, who everyone should go check out right now. His his Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash forward slash yeah, forward slash scene of action. He's really great and he He's does original music. Amazing. And I'm not talking about that kind of production style of original music either i'm talking about kind of original music of like what i do people who are performing their own music and they're sitting in front of their computers no bouncy flashy lights nothing like that just them their guitar or however they do their music um is there truly a place for that i think so but (laughs) But I don't know that it's uh, healthy, the platform right now, for anything else than than gaming. Right. Because, like, whenever you you read r- anything about Twitch, it's... Mm-hmm. Like Negative. Always, n- well, not always, I'm, I'm but... I'm saying it's, it's well, about from my people playing games. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a majority. I'm just like, it's always negative. Like, but it's the game. You're like, okay, I, I okay, feel okay. Like I'll back up. <laughs> like a lot of people uh-huh. don't, like in the general population, don't mm-hmm. that know about Twitch, don't consider no the fact that it can be used for that kind of stuff. Right. Versus YouTube, for example, where yes. it's like people expect it to be for anything. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Like but- plumbing channel plumbing 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 <laughs> or anything yeah but twitch there is a there is everything on twitch in my right. opinion there's there is a, there is a little bit of, of everything you can think mm-hmm. of maybe not as wide as youtube but correct yeah there's people doing like right. you can look at, like random street uh, streams and non-gaming calories and you're gonna be like oh i never thought someone was mm-hmm. doing that on mm-hmm. twitch but yeah yeah here it is like that the uh, Quebec guy that is uh Making um, the jewelry, jewelry and VR. <laughs> and like, VR. That's an interesting combination. Yeah. But there, there's anything. Yes. But do we think there truly is a spot for it, though? Like, that's. I, I guess that's my question because, and, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. I don't know why I talk like this. Okay. I, um, just thinking about it, you know, Twitch added on the top of the homepage the music button where you can just click on it and it takes you to the music and shows you who's all around and everything. But in terms of original music, no covers. Like you get on Twitch and your sole purpose is just doing your original stuff. I don't necessarily think that there at this time is a good place for it i don't think that it's not truly a place i think that it could be given the right circumstances given the right um way of helping artists be discovered kind of you know what i mean but i really think that twitch music and i'm not talking about these djs and i'm not talking about these other people i'm talking about the people who are like 
picking up their guitar, you know, doing little production things and writing their music that way. Not, I'm not talking about the, <laughs> we heard what I was talking about, this stripped raw. Um, and I'm not talking about covers. I'm, I'm just thinking that like, well, I'm going to talk about that, but I think that there's more of a place for people to do covers and then also integrate some of their originals in the mix of that because not everyone, obviously not everyone has the same taste in music, right? Like my, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm just talking, but I, (laughs) I'm just talking at this point, but I'm really curious to see, you know, and maybe if you're a Twitch streamer out there and you are doing covers and you are doing some original music here and there, maybe, and you have a, let me start over. You're, if you're listening and you're a Twitch music streamer and you have a pretty good amount of views, of viewership, every stream, like concurrent views, like I'm not talking about like maybe 19, I don't know, nothing less than 10, I'll say, nothing less than 10 in this circumstance. And you do covers like and 10, you, 10, 10 plus. In the, if and you are chatting. look by statistics, yeah. most of the streamers on, on Twitch have, have that, yes. No way less than that. No way less, right. Like two or three is the average for channels that have mm-hmm. more than zero. Mm-hmm. And if when I checked, and 10 is like pretty high. Correct. Which is surprising when you, yeah, you yeah, like yeah. 10 people, that's yeah. not that much. Right. It, it is. It is a lot. so many people that don't get any exposure. Right. Um, so 10 plus people, you do covers, but you also have original music that you've written that you do perform here and there with them. I I would absolutely love to see the effect your viewership has if you're willing to take the risk there on switching for one month doing just your original music because I'm very curious to see how it would affect people. Like, af- not affect people, but affect the stream statistically, analytically-wise. Um, and the only reason why I'm, I'm phrasing it that way is because I just, I just flash back to when I went from doing covers to strictly my own music, I totally saw a difference in the viewership. Absolutely. It dived. It like took a turn, boom, deep end. And I was like, okay, but I kept going and I kept doing it because I was like, I get it my music is not going to be for every single person. Not every single person is going to like my music. Also, and I think it's also a little bit doing cover may not necessarily be the same. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And I I just, I think it's a testimony to see like, you know, you have those viewers. This is not, I just want to preface this is not all (laughs) what I'm about to say is not meant to be taken like offensively. So please do not come for me. But you know, you have viewers like I'm going to watch you no matter what you do and i do have people like that and i appreciate those people but i'm just curious the those same people i've had some of those people not come around after i started doing original music so i'm just curious i'm just curious to see the effect statistically analytically um absolutely want to see how that goes for someone so if you if you are out there and you're a twitch music streamer and you do this please send us a message message me on twitter and just say hey this is what i did for a month this is how it went whatever i would love to see how that goes because i don't think like on twitch i really just think that it's yeah like you said it's more it's still 
And they got rid of creative basically anyway. And ever since then, I think that everything has kind of gone down a little. I don't know. I think we've been looking a little bit less at, like, we haven't watched Twitch much. Not too much. But I feel like maybe we're not Mm -hmm. up to date. It's true. Yeah, that's true. It could be. It could be it. There are two things that (laughs) I'll let you. Thank you. Get my work. Get your point out. But I have two actually things I wanted to share. Um, One is there. I want to parallel this to the music scene in our city, Mm -hmm. which, like, let's say uh, from 2000 to 2010, Mm -hmm. or like uh, 2005, 2015, Mm -hmm. because I don't know before 2005, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a big thing that most of like for like night like shows in bars and restaurants mm-hmm. that do have them were mostly people like uh chansonnier like a uh, singer playing some covers and okay. singing like uh, okay. with a guitar like interesting the, yeah like uh, bar covers yeah 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 that was like a ma- massive part of uh, like a p- proportion of the the shows were yeah. that and there still was a lot of um, good artists mm-hmm. like doing the mm-hmm. original music here, but it seemed like it was hard to break into not necessarily break in, but to get gigs regularly. Oh, okay. Like most of the gigs were for <coughs> cover people, bands, yeah, or just or cover, people like doing one, covers. One person was the like, preferred format because mm-hmm. i guess for the bars it's uh, oh well, yeah it's easier yeah i mean it makes sense though like if you go out to the bar and you're drinking you want to hear freaking don't stop believing it's gonna be about that but yeah and um, this changed over the years mm-hmm. now if you, right now there's no shows but if right, you right, were right. like before the pandemic mm-hmm. you were to uh, look at the the gigs you would uh-huh. see some uh, like a uh, tribute bands. Okay. Because we have some yes, good tribute yes. bands in Quebec City. And um, you would see some of that. You would see some like single uh, singer with mm-hmm. their guitar in like a uh, bar like, like uh, Petit Grenouille, which is a bar like mm-hmm. distributed, uh, has the reputation of having that. Okay. But most places you will see original. Okay. Artists, okay. Like a, uh, artists playing their own music. Of course. That's what I mean by that. And uh, I feel like Twitch right now is somewhere in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a much harder change to make up in course there than here because it's so wide here. Like there, there's been that cultural mm-hmm. movement where a lot of bands are. Like little bands are mm-hmm. known by many people. Mm-hmm. Back then, not really. It was like mm-hmm. you would go in a bar and there was a random band, and you would be like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm going down to the street to my other local where, <laughs> where I know someone's gonna play "Living on a Prayer." Yeah. And I think <laughs> there's people at Twitch that realize yeah. that it's I'm a sure. hard change and I'm are sure. trying to do something. But I feel like I I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like every time they propose a change or they do something and then you have an outcry from people that's like, it's not enough or we need this or we need more of that. But you never see like someone suggesting a good idea to... I mean, I haven't even 
suggested a good idea. I sit here on my soapbox and I'm like, well, I don't even know. Like, it's really it's, hard it's tough, to, tough to do. It really is. And um, there's the part that there's people trying to do that, but it's also, there's a big corporation at the top uh, there for yes. money. So well, and then it makes it harder too because then you've got the DMC things yeah. that are going on. I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. But I, you know, in short, maybe Twitch is like our local bar and people are just wanting to hear Living on a Prayer yeah. and for the 500th just, time just that week. second <laughs> point, I remember a couple you of years know? ago, uh, there was a big study on like discoverability of music mm -hmm. for people uh like depending on the age okay and apparently what what they were suggesting is that the there's something in our brain that change as we go grow oh, older okay and when you're young you can like get that endorphin boost from, from listening to like to something new, new. like <sighs> it's easy for you to you're like, yeah, that, I love this that jam. energy from, like, you okay. remember when you were a kid, you would figure out, the, you would find whatever song and you would be like, this is, this is amazing. Um, it would change yes. very quickly. Yeah. And I feel like as you grow older, like, I like to discover new music. I really like mm -hmm, it, but mm -hmm. it takes more effort. Yeah. And yeah. you have to, to really do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. And basically they were saying that as people grow older, mm -hmm. they don't have that rush from mm -hmm. new music mm -hmm. as easily mm -hmm. as their like Cars. childhood. Yeah, chorus, chorus, chorus. Like it's it's your your childhood. Your yeah. You have that strong memory, that strong link to do that mm -hmm. music. So I understand that yeah. people yeah. they want to have a good time going at the bar. They want to hear. The song that made them feel yeah and, some type of way. And you know, like uh, my grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, grandmother, mother, mm -hmm. are uh, like she likes the old music. Yeah. And that's not a rare thing. Right, right, it's like, right. This was the the pop. Yeah. When she was uh, young. Of course. And now when she hears yeah. the new music, it's it takes so much more mm -hmm. effort to. Mm -hmm. To get that yeah that energy yeah from it. it makes sense it makes sense yeah it's just a it's just a weird thing that I think about sometimes and and it, it's mostly when I start thinking about you know like because I'm not really streaming at all at all mostly because I'm tired and I'm really focused on French and my well being at this moment but you know just thinking about just I don't know sometimes I think oh I'll just pop on on a Saturday and. You know, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, maybe I'll just pick up my guitar and play some music or I'll work on a song on stream or something. But then I'm like, I just don't have the energy to to deal with this, this disappointment <laughs> that I have set up for myself because I don't stream anyway very often. But, you know, I'll just say like, I don't know. I think that there could be a place eventually for original music. I think, I think more the more people that are doing it the more quickly i think it will be easier to because you know if you have say you have like i don't know for example 10 people streaming at the time and you know maybe three of those people are all doing their own thing their own original music and i'm not talking about with lights the flashing lights whatever 
um, or or maybe maybe let's include it, those people it, too. It okay, adds to the experience. Yeah, they have a full production situation. Maybe you have one person that's like me, if, and I'm just I'm just guitaring, more, and more then you have and everything. You can do this. Okay, it and then and then let me just finish what I'm saying. I'm yeah, just giving yeah. a scenario here. So ten people, three of those people are doing original music. Maybe one of those people is you know high production value like monty for example but i'm not throwing him into these 10 people because whatever he's on another <laughs> planet and then you have these other people that are doing covers and you go in and you're like what are you gonna hang out with you just want to do some you want to listen to things that are familiar that's how i equate it but these are the only 10 people that are streaming there's no other musicians out there where are you gonna go you're going to go to the what you know. You're going to go and you're going to listen to freaking Wonderwall for the 10th time because that's how you're feeling that day. But maybe you discover these other people. But what I'm saying is if maybe 20 people are streaming and 10 of those people are, you know what I'm saying? The more and more people that are creating their own music on Twitch, I think the more, excuse me, I think the more space that there's going to be for it. And I think the yeah. more people are going to discover it. And I think the more people are going to be like, wow, this is a really great artist. I would have never thought to, you know, watch this person, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's something cetera, more than that too, though. <laughs> You're not necessarily going to go for, I'm sure some people are going to look at the titles and they're going to be like, oh, this person does okay. covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go there and see. What? Of course. But I think maybe a, a majority of people when they're looking for a category they're mm -hmm. gonna go, go look at the the top the Ye most yes that viewed also, channels yeah, or yeah, the yeah. least viewed because you can right. like just go see someone that's mm -hmm. starting up right and i i feel like there's that mail that's really really, really tough, tough to get out of yeah yeah and it's it's the same for youtube yeah and uh, you want to have categories on YouTube. No. So you yeah, if you that. get out of the middle, you're doing great. Yeah. No, but on a, in all honesty... It, it's like a self-fulfilling... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, feedback loop, let's yeah. say. Well, I'll say this to close out this. I will say if you're um, a musician on Twitch and you're doing your own original stuff, keep going. Yes. Because it's so hard. It's so hard to stick with doing your own thing You've seen me struggle with it where I've been like, well, I'll just do some covers because I know people are going to want to request songs or they're going to want to do certain things. Like when you gotta, hear things. You it's do like you have you, to. Makes you vibe. Yeah. If you're vibing, they're vibing. Hmm. And that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea with Lady O. <laughs> Anyway, we, yeah. We can keep our other subject for the next one. Yeah, coming up in the next episode, um, episode three. Uh, no, this four. is episode yeah, three. Yeah, episode. Three. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> episode four. We're gonna be talking about. Um, we're gonna be talking about video production. Felix wanted to talk about video production and how we view it, not necessarily like how to do it or anything like that, but more on um. You, like, you like tell us what, what it you're... is to be a content creator. Like we're going to talk about video production mm -hmm. as the general idea, but it's going to be more about what how it is to be someone that creates some content, mm -hmm. be it video, music, or mm -hmm. like any art, and how you approach that. But also, I want us to also talk about how it is to how you perceive 
like when we watch stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, we view it differently. Of course. And how it's how it is to to be in that position. I don't know. <laughs> Gonna, I don't want to thoughts to come to start talking right, about right, it right, because yeah. then uh, yeah it's no no like I get you the box. yeah exactly so spoilers <laughs> spoilers to come and also we have a very fun announcement so if you've made it this far I should probably should have mentioned this at the beginning we have a fun announcement mm-hmm. <laughs> listen all the way to the end there's a giveaway. <laughs> You, and that's when everyone just skips to the end if you skip to the end shame on you <laughs> but no um <laughs> in all honesty we have a fun um exciting thing that we're gonna be doing number one oh i thought you were gonna say something you kind of no, like no. look like you're gonna say something number one first before i say this we've had 422 plays of all time so that's amazing um and then second we announced this at the very start of episode one season two we wanted to start incorporating french podcasts as a one-off here and there they are not at all going to be anywhere near as long as the one you're listening to today or those of the past they're going to be very short and very much on either one and a half subjects yeah specific uh, things i'll we'll have the french version on Anchor mm-hmm. and any other the platforms, but if you don't speak French mm-hmm. and want to understand what we're saying, I'm most likely, unless I find it really hard, I'm most likely gonna do a YouTube version of them with the subtitles. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember. I talked so about people it. that listen to this podcast in their car are not going to be able to do that. That's their problem. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Hitting no, us what, with you know what I mean. Hitting us with the Either raw. Either you learn the French or you oh you don't drive. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you are ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> no, but we'll figure out something. But yeah, these are going to be like a point five episode. So I'll, I'll know for example, like do. three point five. I'll hire someone to do live uh, transcription, like uh, the UN. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh my like they're going to talk over us. That's aw- sounds and when, awful. And when you'll speak in English, they'll still repeat over it. I just, no, mm. I can't even, I cannot even, I can't even. Anyway, you all, thank you so much for listening tonight. We really, or today, or whenever you're listening, we really, really appreciate you yeah. um, for everything. Um, and you know, it's been a little bit slower our rate, but uh, it's not because we don't enjoy doing that. Oh, I absolutely love doing this. And if you absolutely enjoy the podcast, we invite you to please um, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Google Podcasts, um, on Anchor, whatever. Um, Facebook us, you know, share the podcast on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, share it. Just share it. That's, That's our ask. We are coming to you as artists, podcasters, asking you if you enjoy this podcast to just share it that's all and with that if you had a good time share it so that someone else else can can have have a good good time time. yeah and with that we're gonna close it out we love you all thank you so much and we will catch you next time Bye. bye